Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. Today I am joined by none other, none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon. Of course, we are in Chateau Dixon now, one of our most preferred recording locations, and a beautiful sunny Hamtramck day. How are you? How are you doing, man? You've been enjoying this beautiful sunny Hamtramck day. It has been a beautiful sunny Hamtramck day. Yeah, you recently used made use of your porch. Yeah. You know, had a little bit of a porch beer, had a little bit of a mm-hmm. people watching. Yeah. And uh, that seemed to go well, you know? It did. You were a little hesitant about it because the porch is a little different than the The porch previous. was smaller than the previous porch that I enjoyed, but uh, we've got a neighborhood cat that came by and gave me some snuggles and fuck, what, what more can you ask for? Right? The cats in this side of town are nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it is, you know? Are the cats treated better here or are they... Are they begging more for some reason? Maybe they're treated less good? I don't know. It's hard to say. But I'm excited that you guys, uh, that you enjoyed your porch. I know that was a big, that was a big if on you, you know, Yeah. for moving here. You were like, I like everything about this place, Chateau Dixon, you know, <clears throat> a lot of potential in these here bones, but that porch was like, ah, oh, it's so small, you know, comparatively, but mm-hmm. in the previous porch you had, we barely used it. Like we used like five square feet of it. Yeah. Right. It had a seat, a table, a seat. And that's always where we would go. Yeah. There was no going onto the other side, you know, and that other side was mostly just a throughway for the people who lived upstairs. Right. So it's not the size of the porch. It's what you do with it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's a lot like the male penis. (laughs) (laughs) You might say that the porch on a house is the dick of a house. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good, small, sturdy look. It's got, it's wide too. You know, plenty of room. It's not small. (laughs) (laughs) No reason to get insecure, man. (laughs) It's proportional to the house. Yeah. You're married to the house. The house knows. The house is okay. You know, you don't have to prove anything to me or the audience, the Scott Castigators, who are listening in fervently, you know. (laughs) (laughs) No reason to prove yourself. But uh, it's a beautiful day and been a beautiful weekend. Just yesterday, we had a nice cathartic day, drinking shots, drinking beers, and enjoying life. Um sorting through your VHS collection, which had many a outstanding mm-hmm. piece and yeah. many a confounding piece as well. Um, Cathartic is the right word. Yeah. It really is. Like, we needed that. We needed that time in the VHS library, mm-hmm. just touching and appreciating this massive, uh, beautiful collection of film you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, it worked. Like, my mood has ascended to the heavens. <laughs> You know, I'm pretty much flying high on life and enjoying everything about it. Are you about in the same area as me or am I bringing you up with me? How are you feeling, man? Are you are you up there? I'm feeling good. Yeah. I'm curious to hear more about your reflections on the VHS collection because we exposed you to quite an array of 
uh, media. You did. You did. I didn't know there were that many genres. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, action, comedy, what else? Yeah. (laughs) Turns out there's a lot. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to like hijack the cast and make segments, but... Let's make a segment. It was like... We were sorting the VHS, we're, we're stacking things into piles, we just put some shit on, just to have in the background, I don't know the title of the actual thing, but it was the Pokemon, how to how to buy Pokemon tape two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your, your reactions? Well, that was one of the most interesting pieces you've had. Uh, basically, height of the Pokemon craze, uh, before anyone knew what to do with anything, this, this tape... All it was, if you wanted to recreate it, what all you would need is um, somebody who kind of knows the rules of Pokemon, and then they sit down at a table with about, say, a dozen kids who all look very bored. (laughs) And what you do is you go through every single rule painstakingly. And, of course, it's a video, so you would expect overlays, stuff like that, uh, things that kind of explain things visually. No, this is the 90s. We're omitting that. (laughs) It is literally just a guy with the camera pointing it at the guy at the table. You know, the official become a master ultimate Pokemon experience. Oh, here's here's the kick. It's an unauthorized documentary. (laughs) You know, they do Wizards of the Coast or whatever puts it out had nothing to do with this particular documentary, but it was beautiful. It was a uh, it was one of the better tapes we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, another tape we watched was this beautiful surreal thing. What was the name of that guy? Jans Funkmeyer. Jans Funkmeyer. That's a great name, by the way. <laughs> you know, if I had my name was Jans Funkmeyer, I would also make surreal mm-hmm. uh, tapes based mostly in claymation. Yeah. Um, and I took a bit of film of it and sent it to my friend Julia in mm. Argentina. And I expected it to be like, yeah, yeah, I know some weird shit, you know, just hijacking Ian's collection <laughs> <laughs> to like, boast, bolster myself. But uh, like, so I sent her this, this video of, hands coming into a room all claymation and they're putting eyeballs on each other and a dick comes in and they put the dick on a body i trust me i'm saying this accurately (laughs) that's what happens yeah that's exactly what happens and uh the first thing she's like is oh that's jan's fuckmeyer (laughs) yeah i love him yeah boring (laughs) (laughs) seen it uh, so that didn't work out too much to my uh, chagrin, but you know, I think that just means that I attract a very particular type of person. <laughs> it means you surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, so it really made sense for me, and uh, it was a good high point of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a good day overall. What we got to do soon mm-hmm. is have a little board game night here in Hell the cave. Yeah. You know, we can we could do the big time board game night with. Uh, None other than Sneaky D and his lady, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, what's his name? Cade? His name's Cade, right? <laughs> uh, the roommate? I don't know. Sex slave? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the oiled up guy? Would you be okay with a naked oiled up man coming in your house? Not, not coming, coming, but like being here. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Coming is a different story. <laughs> but that's, you have to tell Sneaky D about that, though. Yeah. You have to, that's his problem. 
But <laughs> listen here, fuckface. So yeah, it's been a fucking fantastic weekend. Yeah, and I'm excited to be casting. You know, it's been ten minutes of us solid talking about how great the weekend's been. It's a good weekend. <laughs> that is a good weekend. Normally, I I try to ignore any kind of recollection of my weekends mm-hmm. so as not to uh, wade into a deep dark depression throughout mm-hmm. the week like my life is not worth living but no not this week you know the sun came out uh the tapes came out and we're just flying high we're keeping it real Cade's coming all over the place <laughs> Cade's probably coming all over the place listen to this <laughs> <laughs> that was good and uh you got your amp all set up yeah you did one of the most creative and beautiful things with it that i really loved you replaced the pv symbol maybe it wasn't pv but you play you, you replaced the main plate mm-hmm. on the on the head mm-hmm. of the cab and it's a fish right like the evangelical fishes right but it says freud in the middle and at the very tip of the fish where you would expect the head of the fish is in fact a head but not of a fish right it is it is the little tip of a dick it's a little dick fish a little dick fish and i think that by itself warrants us or you or somehow we need you to be in a band Mm -hmm. touring yeah bringing that piece of art around you know the music doesn't matter at that point (laughs) (laughs) It's like Blue Man Group. Right. <laughs> you go for the spectacle. <laughs> Some sort of very Freudian, like metal or or mm-hmm. like even ambiance. Like that would be great. Like just like a lot of echoing and mm-hmm. like like people whispering, Your mom's pretty hot, isn't she? <laughs> I think uh I think that would sell out mm-hmm. all around the Midwest at the very least. You know. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you um weekends, right? Mm-hmm. Go to Cleveland, play a show, come back, you know, Freudian ambient metal. You know what? If I could uh, get gigs that way, then yes, I would I do that. I know people who get gigs. Yeah. You can get gigs. <laughs> That's very easy. You got an email? Mean, su- surprisingly, that that uh, the half stack was not that difficult to get up the stairs. Yeah. We didn't need to... Uh, contract Sneaky D to mm-hmm. get over here. Honestly, it would have been harder because Sneaky D would have brought Cade to help him and right. he's all slippery. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, probably one person would be a lot, but uh, two-person job, that, that that half stack's not super heavy, honestly. They're mostly hollow inside. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the I think about like maybe a half of a half stack with the two speakers mm-hmm. would be almost as heavy as the full. And that would probably be substantial enough for my my uses, but <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, when I was uh, fifteen, I thought, man, I need a half stack. <laughs> We've all been there, man. We've all been there. Like, uh, like I have myself an amplifier that I never use. <laughs> you know, it's like a hundred watt thing, mm-hmm. and yeah, like the only reason I got it was because I would play with a drummer in his basement a lot and mm-hmm. you do kind of need a little oomph yeah when if you you're, if you're playing with a, with a full yeah but since then nothing <laughs> you know and like they're not easy to unload <laughs> you're not easy to sell because 
as pretty much everybody on the market looking to buy it um, has already been through those kind of experiences and everyone's mm-hmm. looking for themselves like a little small little small kind of cabinet with a good tone so that they can put right. a mic on it and put it on MySpace. Yeah. And, uh, you know, MySpace. become the next Taylor Swift. <laughs> After Scottcast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. But yeah, man, this place is really coming together. And, and pretty soon we're going to have all sorts of events coursing through your house. It's mm-hmm. going to be like the Gatsby match in, in the old book. Yeah. El Gran Gatsby. <laughs> I think that's how you say it in Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on that. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been good, and we're doing great. And I think I'm doing so good that I'm ready, honestly, mm-hmm. to do an ad break. Yes, folks, they love it. They love it. They're all podding and stuff. We're doing an ad break. If you want some style in your life, and you want to live luxuriously with the most beautiful graphic tee possible, there's one website you need to go to, mm-hmm. and that is dinopit.com. Have you been on dinopit.com? How much hours do you spend wasting away a day on dinopit.com? I go to dinopit.com every day. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, folks, they've got this range of uh, dinosaur skull t-shirts mm-hmm. available for purchase that will will get you laid infinitely. <laughs> Like, all you'll have to do is point at your partner of choice, Mm -hmm. and they will come up to you, and they will initiate everything. It's a submissive dream, really, Mm -hmm. to wear a Dino Pit t-shirt. Let's say you go for the T-Rex skull design. Yeah. You know, it's it's a white skull on a black T. Classic. Mm -hmm. Let's say you go for the Pachycephalosaurus. Yeah. White skull on a black T. Classic. No matter what you choose. You're going to have this classic Fonzarelli look that also mixes in with a little bit of Sam Neill, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of paleontology. Yeah. Go to dinopit.com, get that done. Sounds sexy as fuck. It is sexy as fuck, <laughs> you know? I expect to see um, Pornhub to replace all of their incest porn with porn where people <laughs> are wearing my t shirts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. By the way, I own DinoPit.com. <laughs> <laughs> so go check that out. Buy yourself a t-shirt. They're all the coolest t-shirts. All the sizes are available. High quality. You saw me wear one the other day. Yeah. How would you say that looked, you know, besides the sexuality? I'd fuck you. There you go. I said besides, <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you got to ignore that. <laughs> and it's that good looking. You could be that person. You could be the kind of person that fan favorite Ian Dixon would fuck. <laughs> if you just go to dinopit.com, get yourself a t-shirt. Fuck me, fuck it! Hell yeah. So, we had a new listener last week. Um, she listened from all the way from Argentina, Julia. And uh, she loved the episode. She loved everything about it. Nice. So... Thank you, Julia, for listening. There was just one th- one note she had, mm-hmm. you know, is... And I understand this note because it, there was a flaw in our production towards the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we ran out of space on the SD card. We had right. to kind of quickly sum it up. Yeah. But um, we got into talking about furries. And she wanted to hear a little bit more about that because she loves furries. She's written huge stories about furries. 
She's got plans to make furry videos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. One of the one of the videos she told me about was a very violent video mm-hmm. where there's a bunch of furries. They're maybe conventioning, right? You know mm-hmm. how they do. Yeah. The gathering. Right. And then violence in, like erupts in the mm-hmm. room. And like people are getting stabbed at stuff. But instead of blood, it's like glitter. Mm. just like all over the place (laughs) and at the end of the film it's like just a big glitter bath yeah where everything is shining and there's a bunch of furries just like lounging around in it you know i imagine there's a few dominant furries just like just like eating up the glitter (laughs) you know (laughs) so she wanted more furry talk from us but i don't have really any furry talk i don't even remember talking about furries yeah (laughs) you were you were half in the bag we were uh yeah (laughs) It was towards the end of the cast. Uh, correct. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anybody who participates in furry culture? Um, not to my knowledge, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if any of my friends were into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just go over to their house and like, uh, I don't know, you're looking for something. Oh, I remember now. We were talking about The Shining. Oh, right, right, The Shining, because yeah. we were looking for the historical introduction right. of furries right, 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 right. into our culture. Yes. And there's this scene, right? The the bear man and the blowjob. That's right. Yeah. There's a child wandering the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> he looks into a room, and, uh, you know, because it is the 70s, there's a large, <laughs> there's a large armrest covering up any partic- particular interactions. Yeah. You don't see any... Uh, you know, any specific, like, explicit blowjobs, but highly suggested. It's highly suggested that there was a blowjob occurring because um, they got a man kneeling in his bear suit in front of this, uh, I would say, an older man. Yeah. Who's in some sort of state of ecstasy, mm-hmm. some sort of state of at least uh, enjoyment. The bear guy looks up. He stares right at the kid. and It's menacing. And the kid runs away. And I bet in the 70s, that was very freaky because you were like, wow, people in costumes doing sexual acts? Weird. (laughs) Right. But nowadays, it's scary for a different reason. Mm -hmm. And that reason is the bear costume mask had teeth. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I could think about when I saw those screenshots you showed me was, it's got a chafe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's not a lubed up mask. No. If I was participating in that, if I was the old man in the seat, I would be like, look, I'm into I'm into what you're doing, but we got to make this a smooth experience for both of us. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's about, you know. Yeah. That's sexual wellness right there is communication. And I didn't see that happening there. I just saw this, these plastic hard teeth, mm-hmm. and I just imagined them just chafing the, the hell out of, you know, one's sexual organs. Right. You know, and if you're a girl... If you're a girl getting head, forget it. You're just going to have some weird plastic nuzzling up against you yeah. the entire time. That's no good. That doesn't make any sense. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. So are you satisfied, Julia? We talked about <laughs> <laughs> we talked about furries right up top. <laughs> and that has been email bag, kind of. We're really chugging along for this. We're doing... Yeah. This is doing pretty good. You've talked about maybe five minutes more than you did the entire pod last last week solid and it's so i'm done for today you kind of i mean you could be or you could go for a record that's what <laughs> oh, i'm feeling shit. okay you know 
You brought the VHS tape. You yeah. got <laughs> you got your beer in you. It's a beautiful day. That is one big pile of shit. So here's the big here's the big segment I kind of had planned mm-hmm. for for this week, and it's none other than our favorite segment: Boss Talk, Dumb Fuck. If you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. This is Boss Talk. Boss, boss Talk, Dumb Fuck. If you don't like it. If you don't like it, don't like it. This is Boss Talk, Dumb Fuck. Fuck me, fuck ya. I'm so happy. On Boss Talk, Dumb Fuck, what we do is we, um, we analyze a decision someone made and decide if they're spitting some boss talk. If like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about and he's, yeah. he's, he's doing some real shit with his life. Mm-hmm. Or are they a dumb fuck? They don't know what they're talking about. These guys are crazy. It's insane. So, previous episodes, we've talked about Elon Musk. We've talked about Spicy Boy Charles, which you can watch on twitch.tv forward slash Spicy Boy Charles. Um, and we've analyzed some of their decisions. Mm-hmm. But on this episode, I thought we'd flip the script a bit. I made a big life decision myself. Oh, shit. You know, last week I got so excited about the idea of going to Argentina to, to save up money and to figure things out for zombies. Mm-hmm. That just a couple days ago, I straight up purchased a ticket. Yeah. Round trip, both ways, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not moving or anything. Yeah. But two weeks in the beginning of September, I'm going to Buenos Aires and scouting some shit, mm-hmm. scouting some talent Yeah. for zombies. Because if we're going to hire anybody, we're going to hire Argentinians. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, man? <clears throat> yeah. In the labor market, Argentinians, you know, they're cheap. Except for we have to fly them here. Maybe. Unless we're shooting down there, I guess. We could shoot down there. You know, we'll go down there and we'll get a, we'll get a hat. We'll wear it. <laughs> and uh, we'll make zombies. Like a lot of the scenes there, maybe. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do all our, like, you know, ethnocentric stuff here in Hamtram. Right. Some, some of the background shots and the flyovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe... <laughs> Maybe it'll be a bit uh, jarring to have two different locales because <laughs> I don't think they look the same. <laughs> it feels like they're pretty different uh, climates. <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's kind of part of the charm, I think, yeah. maybe of zombies is that um, is is that we're gonna put things into a surrealistic world, you know? Because like we could go for a straight B movie feel mm-hmm. where it's like all murder and mayhem. Yeah, and you know. For sure, we're not going to not do that. We're not going to not have all these kills. You've written about like 15 separate um, gory and (laughs) frankly disturbing (laughs) uh, murder scenes already. And we're planning on doing all of them and more. Um, I think I calculated it as if I really want this movie to be very impactful, you kind of got to look at things as like the special stuff per minute. And I'm thinking a 90-minute movie mm-hmm. and let's say three big kills per minute so that 90 90 nine, 270 that's a lot b kills i think you, you can trim it down you want to pa- you want to pace it like you don't want to sure that's true you don't want it like three a minute the yeah. whole movie right, right right but like let's say the first 15 minutes there's a lot of you know exposition it's kind of like a mood. i mean you you want to set it off hard yeah say like nine <laughs> in the first like 
half hour. Nine in the first half hour. So that's like three every every ten minutes you're getting like three. It's like pretty that's pretty fucking fast paced. <laughs> that is very fast paced. That's true. Um but then you gotta slow it down and like give a little bit every now and then, but you gotta space it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make some room for a story, a plot. Yeah. All right. And whatever. You know. <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? And then like last thirty minutes, like all hell breaks loose. Uh and that's where we get up to two hundred seventy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just like basically army scenes yeah. of people I mean, getting destroyed you know. by his bees. <laughs> <laughs> um so in twenty weeks I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Um, they're not, they're not exactly bilingual for English down there. They know Mm -hmm. a lot of Chinese and, and Russian apparently, which is concerning by itself being an American, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but I'm going to learn some Spanish. I got 20 weeks to do it. I got some grammar books Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm also going to see some dinosaurs because as the aforementioned dinopit.com website, I also have concerns with, and, um, we're going to do this, Oh yeah, you know? And I'm I'm just curious. I'm, I want to get Ian's take. Is is this whole project of mine to to flee the United States for two weeks in September? Boss talk. This is boss talk. Or or am I a dumb fuck? Is this way too much? Way too fast? <laughs> what do you think? Two weeks seems like a reasonable thing. Like uh, you're you're not. I did negotiate down from living there indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> You're not cutting all ties in the U.S. and like fucking... Uh, Becoming an expatriate. Expatriating, yes. There you go. So, I mean, I think I think that's fine. There you go. No problems. That's fine. No, no problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's boss talk. This is boss talk. <laughs> so, I'm so happy. <laughs> you know, there's there's potential dangers of going to a country like that. You know, but I I know Julia there, fan of Scott Cast. Mm-hmm. She's gonna help me out. But uh, you know, gotta make sure I'm safe. My brother texted me, and he's a big, yeah. he's a conservative guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's high up in the military and stuff like that. So he's always thinking of like, like where's the enemy? Mm-hmm. I must squash the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> we will destroy them before they destroy us. And uh, his big his big advice to me wasn't like learn the language. Well, he mm-hmm. did say that. He said I should brush up. Yeah. But I'm gonna go a little harder than brushing up. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try to practice like for an hour a day. But um, his big advice to me was get a blade as soon okay. as you land. Yeah. Hopefully they have a blade store in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and um, oh yeah, avoid kidney farmers. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. People who want to buy, uh, take my kidneys, put me in an ice bath if they're nice. Right. I don't think that's going to happen, personally. I haven't uh, looked up too much of it. And I think I have some street smarts. Mm-hmm. You know? I've watched Goodwill Hunting. Coming through customs, you're like, where can I get a blade? <laughs> <laughs> hey, for, thank you for stamping that passport. Now that it's stamped, uh, where can I get a blade? <laughs> I would like a weapon <laughs> as a non-citizen of your country. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that's boss talking about fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. he's an experienced man. He's, he's yeah. seen towards a duty. That's the thing. You know, he's been, he's been in the Middle East. He's, he's seen, he's seen 
like the worst humanity has to offer mm. in these days. And for that, I do respect him. Mm. And I do respect his opinions. But I think maybe this is a little overblown, you know? Yeah. Because, like, like, I'll be talking to Julia, and she's on a... And she's on the video phone, and mm-hmm. she's just walking through Buenos Aires, just like, eh, la tida. Mm-hmm. You know, she had three beers at a pizza store. What if she's like the the go between? She's she's luring you there to get your kidneys. That would make sense because <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know, it's a long play for the kidneys. I don't know how valuable they like, are. You know what? That risk is worth. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> What else do I'm not living for? Honestly, I'm, I'm trying to make zombies here. Look, I'm either going to die a hero or live long enough to see zombies be produced. <laughs> That's how I feel about the situation. To do that, I think I think the best case scenario is go down there, talk with Julia, who happens to be a mm-hmm. fantastic cinematographer, yeah. fantastic photographer, freelance, mm-hmm. and uh, she's used to working internationally. See where I'm going with this? Seem I can see why we would want to have a lot of our uh, zombies footage shot down there with an experienced director. Yeah. Yeah. And he, maybe we'll bring her up here, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, she can she can help out. I with certainly don't here. know what the fuck I'm doing. I don't. Well, <laughs> you're pretty good at creatures, though. You're pretty good at creating I, the creatures. I have, I have a lot of ideas, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I would say I would say you've got a natural talent for creature creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have I don't even know if I've ever posted it online. At the same time, we don't have an online presence <laughs> besides this, <laughs> what you're listening to. Yeah. But uh, you created a beautiful sculpture of a, of uh, like a like a prototypical bee head. Mm-hmm. You know, a good drone with with nice large eyes based on a human skull. You're right, and. Just by virtue of that creation alone, which I watched you make in the course of 45 minutes, <laughs> like, we've got something here. Yeah. You know? And my goal and my job, this and this is, is boss up. talk, is I'm going to gather as much talent around me as possible to drown out the fact that I am a no-talent nobody <laughs> <laughs> and stamp my name right up front. <laughs> That's production, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you produce. I'm a producer. I'm ready to do this. So write in uh, to, to the ScottCast. Go to thescottcast.com. Uh, right there is our email bag. And let me know what you think, ScottCastigators. Am I a, am I a boss for, for handling this or am I a dumb fuck? Is this like uh, I could hire anybody in the world? Why am I going across the world to do it? Maybe it's both, man. It always is. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear the hard opinions. I'm saying, like, what would Lloyd Kaufman say? He'd say both. He would say both. He would call us a dumb fuck first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I think he did, actually. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Two idiots with a chopstick, he said. <laughs> It's not wrong. That's exactly what we were. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but also, it's boss talk because of his principles he outlined. It's like, look, if you're gonna make your own damn movie, yeah, you're gonna have to do it on a budget. You're gonna have to do it cheaply, mm-hmm. but you have to do it with as much passion as possible. Yeah. And you gotta. You might have to suck some dicks. You might have to suck some bear dick. <laughs> and look, 
you know, we're going to, while I'm in, while I'm down there in Buenos Aires, <laughs> securing the talent, you're going to be up here schmoozing mm-hmm. as a landowner. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to, you're going to be hosting little cocktail parties in yeah. the, in the, in the room here. Yeah. The, the beautiful, um, the VHS den. VHS the cave. landing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a man cave. It's like, it's a kitsch cave almost. Is it kitsch? Would you define it as kitsch? Uh, I don't think it's kitsch. Kitsch is more like, uh, you know, sugar and everything nice mm-hmm. and like ignoring the travesties of the world. But your collection... We're not ignoring any travesties. No, it's it like it squarely <laughs> centers it upon it <laughs> and it throws yeah. in a few dick jokes to make it palatable. Yeah. Palatable? Palatable. Uh, okay, I guess that's been Boss Talk Dumbfuck. And uh, lead us out there, Gabe. If you don't like it, you're a dumb fuck. You don't like it. You're a dumb fuck. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, don't like it. This is boss talk. Dumb fuck. Fuck me. Fuck you. All right. So we just fresh off of boss talk. Dumb fuck. And now we're on to the segment that everybody loves, that people clamor for, that they like sit patiently through every Scott cast to get to. We're talking space news. Space news. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Space news, everybody. And uh, this space news is kind of special to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most most space news, I'll be honest with you, I don't give a shit. I'm just bringing it for the audience because I'm a little whore. (laughs) (laughs) But this space news is near and dear to me because not only does it have something to do with space, but it has something to do with dinosaurs. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> the biggest theory about the ex- mass extinction event that occurred at the end of the Cretaceous period. Mm. But it has been that a six mile wide uh, asteroid or comet object crashed into the Yucatan per- per- Peninsula in Mexico. And this caused massive disturbance in the environment. I mean, as you can see, like, as you can tell, like, six-mile-wide object hitting the Earth, you know, would would devastate everything, you know. Yeah. They found proof of this. Where do you think they found proof? Not in the Yucatan. Probably far away. Yeah, that's right. So, this impact was so huge. It hit in the Yucatan, and in North Dakota, Montana area, they've mm. just excavated some beautiful fossils preserved skin and everything that contains shards of the same asteroid. Nice. Yeah, that is some spread. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like you you got a pistol, that's one shot. You got a shotgun, that's a lot of spread. Yeah. As they say. You got an asteroid that's six miles long, (laughs) wide, I should say. Yeah. Got a fucking 2,000 mile spread. That's just some shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, the entire trip to Argentina will be the spread (laughs) of this impact on Earth. And um, so they discovered shards of it within the fossils. Mm -hmm. And the paleontologists unearthing this are like going gaga over it because. It, everything is so well preserved it's it's like watching a movie of the event happening itself mm-hmm. you know uh can i mean can you imagine something impacts something in mexico and immediately things die 
in North America. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, like all mm-hmm. the paintings of the of the event always show like a, a creature like looking at it as as it's coming down like a mile away. Mm-hmm. But for all intents and purposes, if you were in Mexico being in a, a dinosaur, let's say Iguanodon or maybe Ankylosaurus. Yeah. yeah. And you were looking up and you saw that asteroid. It's like a fucking nuclear bomb. You're just done. <laughs> yeah. Before before that, before you even see it, you're eviscerated. Yeah. <laughs> you are completely dissolved into the matter of the universe. And uh, But if you step away from the blast towards uh, maybe the outer rim of the, that first impact in North America, mm-hmm. you, you will still die. But... <laughs> But, but uh, it'll be worse. <laughs> you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll watch yourself die. And um, and they have that. They have that play-by-play movie now. And uh, we're going to be hearing about it from none other than Sir David Attenborough. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's he's going to be making a documentary about this. You know, he's, what, 94, 95 years old? Something like that. And he's following in his brother's footsteps at this point mm-hmm. of some of the most significant dinosaur footage and film produced by man. Yeah. You know, first being David Attenborough, who starred as John Hammond in Jurassic Park. His brother, Richard Attenborough, now will be narrating the death of the dinosaurs for us. (laughs) And I got to tell you, Ian, I am so excited. Are you going to watch the shit out of that when it hits? Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to hit in Mexico, and we're going to watch it here. (laughs) (laughs) That's how wide that impact's going to be. And that's, uh, that's, that's, so uh, yeah, space news, dinosaur news. Mm -hmm. Space really did kill the dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. And we might be facing our own extinction event soon, and we would be so lucky to have it be a giant asteroid hitting (laughs) us. I think, though, like the asteroids in... A lot of the uh, uh, apocalyptic movies, mm-hmm. they always they always go cartoonishly large. Yeah, you know, like uh, in Armageddon, it's the size of Texas, mm-hmm. which uh, and, and like and then the president, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and then the president of the movie is like, "Is that big? Do we have to worry?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would just like split the planet in half. <laughs> uh, like I, th- I think what it would actually do. And David can correct me on this, but like the asteroid would come and, and then the earth would just start re- revolving around it <laughs> and we'd just be carried off into space. I don't know. I don't know physics at that level, but, uh, it's very large. It's, it's way too large. Six miles is all you need to kill everything. <laughs> <laughs> what survived? Turtles survived. Mm-hmm. Um, gators, alligators, mm-hmm. a lot of sea life did survive, but a lot of sea life died. Uh, because the atmosphere became toxic, and that was a big thing. And then it wasn't even the greatest um, extinction event to occur in, in uh, the record of the fossils. Before that, so 65 million years ago that happened, about, I want to say 350 million years ago, maybe 250, I might mm-hmm. be wrong, but was a bigger event, and it came from inside the Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, in Russia, as all life-ending events start, <laughs> uh, a giant fissure, right, opened up and 
basically half of that country became a lava field. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, what that did was it intoxicated the atmosphere, made it drunk as hell. (laughs) (laughs) And, And for millions of years, life was just choking on it and dying and dying and dying. Mm -hmm. And like, it was almost as if life started over completely. Yeah. And we are on a a path where humans are going to create this for themselves. I think that's fun. (laughs) You know, like how many species get to author their own mass extinction. All right. That's the most boss talk human thing that's ever existed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's cool to play God mode for a while. And um, I'm pretty interested in the whole idea of seeing how it goes. <laughs> I'm happy to be, at least have front row seats to Spoiler it. Spoiler alert, not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depends on what your definition of well is. If you, if we're talking extinction events, it's the best one. <laughs> hey, we're making the best extinction event. Look, guys, look. A lot of people tell me that this extinction event is going to rival all the other extinction events. <laughs> And uh, it's kind of a weak extinction event, really, when you think about it. Yeah. You know, we're just slowly choking ourselves off. But anyway, um, I'm excited, and that's been Space News. All right, guys, we're on to the normal headlines of the of the episode. Are you excited for these ones? Reading your... Uh synopsis i'm very confused but i'm excited to hear an explanation (laughs) okay very good so um marine biology we're going into the Mm -hmm. sea now you know because odds are the things that are going to survive are going to be things in the sea yeah and there are some creatures in the sea that are very smart and we're we're just now learning and appreciating how smart these creatures are and like how much consciousness they have octopuses mm-hmm. right octopussies right pussies as i like to call them your notes make sense now <laughs> <laughs> but um we always thought that they were kind of solitary creatures mm-hmm. who um who, who only interacted with each other to kind of like fuck around yeah and find out yeah but turns out in some instances that they gather together and like they have their own cultures Mm-hmm. And their own, like, cities, essentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, a couple hundred octopuses in a single area, like, with everything they need. And they interact, they develop um, habits and stuff like that, that uh, marine biologists will look at one city of octopuses, uh, pussies, and, right. and compare it to another city of pussies. <laughs> and they will be like, this city of pussies, even though they're the same species of pussy Mm -hmm. this city of pussies will interact this way and they will have these cultural things about them while the other city of pussies do it completely differently yeah to the same effect but differently so you begin to see that pussies have their own culture and and they're And their own, like, way of being. Mm-hmm. And this raises ethical concerns. Yeah. Because as this is all happening, there are farms of pussies being created by man, where... 
Pussy Farms. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, go on. The title of the episode is Pussy Farms. (laughs) (laughs) There are there are pussy farms um, created by man where it's much larger than these natural pussy cities. Mm -hmm. And the thought is is that um, when you gather a quarter of a million pussies together. There's there's a chance that the pussies will uprise, you know, and like you can't just like a sheep who have wool that grows too large, mm-hmm. uh, or or chickens that can't walk because their breasts are too big. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of concern that like we'll be raising all these pussies. We'll discover that these pussies have just as much intellectual ability as say man, you know, and and they will. And then there will be a stop to it. But then, what do we do with these farmed pussies? You know, we can do we release them into the wild? That would be a catastrophic effect. What are we going to do with all these pussies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to tell. And so, like, that's that's kind of a thing I've been thinking about a lot lately is <laughs> is pussies. But but more than that, um, the the how do you say multi multi species uh, ethics. Yeah. Right. So if we've got these creatures that have like their own conscious existence, they feel pain. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do they feel pain, but they express culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, what else do you need? Like, we're just a bunch of naked apes. Right. You know, compared to these pussies. And <laughs> like, what's the real difference between us? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got technology, but they don't need technology because they live in the ocean. Right. You know, electricity doesn't work there. That's that's nothing against them. You know, they're probably smarter than us. Honestly, they could easily be smarter than us. You know, like to, I would love to get a pussy on here and <laughs> get their opinion on these things. You know, because I bet I bet a good pussy opinion would would really sh- reshape things. Yeah, and there's ways that that could happen. Mm-hmm. And this concern for multi species ethics, for multi species thriving and understanding in the world, uh, extends not only to pussies, but fungus. Mm-hmm. Another news story I read recently, as in this morning, yeah, was there are uh, people measuring fungus activity, mm-hmm. and there's good reason to believe that fungus um, communicate with each other through mm-hmm. electrical signals that, in some way, are kind of measured the same way as 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 words are in language. So, like, um, let's say the English language has four or five letters each word. Yeah. Russian has six. These impulses kind of send out to be to be a, within that range. So, like, there's these funguses all over the world just kind of communicating with each other and talking to each other. You know? What are they saying? You know? You and Bronwyn, mm-hmm. you've got, you, you're, you're big fungus collectors. You yeah. know, you like to go out into the world and collect fungus. We do. What if these fungus are all trash talking you? <laughs> They're like, oh, it's picking me up. Oh. They might be. And I you're mean, eating them alive. I feel like the parts of the fungus that we collect are like not the parts that are doing the communicating. Like you're just taking the nubs off them. Yeah. You know? It's like when we shed skin, it's like not the parts that are important, not the parts that are doing the communication. Well, okay, so you're using the metaphor of shedding skin. Yeah. Which which is, okay, I get, but 
when a fungus sprouts up from the ground, mm-hmm. um, isn't it doing it so it can release spores into the world yeah. and create more fungus? So you're not really. And we we don't uh, inhibit that. We oh okay. <clears throat> so we're like harvesting the the flower or the like the what would you call it the bud of the fungus. That's not correct terminology, but we're we're taking the fruit of the fungus in like a metaphorical metaphorical sense. Um, but we we uh have like bags that are um porous so as we're carrying them we're we're spreading spores oh okay so like uh you're just coming all over the place for them yeah i see we're helping them spread that's good yeah that's good i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) you know because in my mind what it would it seem like was like you're just cutting the dicks off fungus and i would love to hear what they have to say about that (laughs) (laughs) No, we're we're facilitating the uh, the spore. We got a dick cutter uh, in quadrant four. <laughs> <laughs> Release the spores. But um, all right, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you're not afraid that funguses are going to rise up against you? No, we're in uh, we're in conjunction with their purpose. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's good. That's exactly where you would want to be in this multi-species world where humans Mm. are facing a reckoning. Yeah. You know? Because once we figure out that things are talking to each other Mm. and talking about us, talking smack. Yeah. We got to make sure we're, you know, clean of of, of guilt or else there's going to be an uprising. Right. You know? If it's not going to be an asteroid that comes out and kills us, and if it's not going to be ourselves... It's going to be the fungus. It's going to be the pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So we got to be careful. So this brings me to the final bit of news I kind of got here. Uh, Elon Musk is making humanoid robots, and he's very confident that within two years, he's going to be able to download consciousness into one of these robots mm-hmm. or upload, I guess. I mean, it makes sense, though, <laughs> if like if fungus are communicating with these electrical signals, if, mm-hmm. if, uh, if octopi pussies are um communicating and they have that full consciousness i mean it makes a lot of sense that 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 you can take consciousness in a human being and and shift it to a different dimension and that's what they say aliens are doing and that's why we can't find them Mm -hmm. because they've shifted to a new dimension you know and we're just the laggards behind clinging to our corporeal forms that feels like a lot of different things. Um, yeah, that is a lot. So cer- certainly, <laughs> like, you can reduce, like, human consciousness to electrical impulses. Like, we, we, our bodies relay signals in the same way that fungus and uh, other animals do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just, like, impulse responses. Um, and it seems like that would be pretty replicable in terms of, like electrical impulses and you could do that with ai um i don't trust elon musk to do that yeah (laughs) seeing as he's killed a number of primates thus far oh that's true yeah and uh his macaques yeah he's killed macaques so like it's theoretically possible like we're not there yet i don't know that it's a good idea to go there I can see why it wouldn't be. I can see why you would want to. 
Someone's got like him. some people are like, you know, shit doesn't work right. And you want to like help them regain functioning. And that's like, that's fair. I guess the only difference between this and like those things is it seems like the idea isn't that uh, you're going to integrate a human being, a, a machine into a human being. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're going to replicate a human being into yeah. a machine. Yeah. So that's problematic. <laughs> is it? <laughs> like, I, I guess I don't want Elon Musk's like as a machine to, to, to be overlording us all. Yeah. Could you imagine that troll Lord? Right. Oh my God. The entire rest of the history of humanity is just a bunch of lulls and tweets. Secret children. Secret children. Well, that's fine. <laughs> like, I, I'd, I'd be a hypocrite if I was against secret children. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, everyone loves that. <laughs> the idea is that it would be that there's going to be some commercialization of it. Right. And it's like, okay, so who who has the right to upload their consciousness into uh, in, in a, an eternal form? Mm-hmm. Why would we need that, you know? Right. In an era where we need less people. Yes. Why do we need people to live longer? And why do we need the people who can afford to live longer to live longer? That's the big question. It really is. And there's <laughs> there's no real answer besides, hey, we could do it. Uh, we we're like, bam, we're putting it on lunch boxes. We're putting it on we're putting it on uh, happy meals and and we're going boom, 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 boom. but we never stopped to ask if we should. right. Uh, that was me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you will remember to wash your hands before you eat anything. So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of been the Scott cast for this yeah, evening. Kind of, you know. I mean, well, it has. <laughs> we we have no other Scott cast to give you. <laughs> that's the one you get. That's the one you get. You know, we're counting down twenty weeks until I'm in Argentina. And uh, we'll do an Argentina podcast, mm. I'm sure. Maybe maybe Julio would like to be a guest. That'd be exciting. You know, that'll be interesting. We can get Ian to phone in. Yeah, make sure you got your kidneys still. And... Yeah, that'll be the purpose of this. Like, <laughs> well, say to Scott's kidneys. <laughs> like, I know they weren't great to begin with, but <laughs> are they there, though? <laughs> Oh, you picked the wrong guy to steal kidneys from. Yeah, <laughs> joke's on you. Those were burn. Oh. Who cares? You know, so what did we learn today, my man? Um, damn. We learned that um, it felt like uh, the themes of today were a lot about ecology and like balance and like life finds a way. Mm. I think that's like the the main theme. Hold on to your butts. That like sometimes space just shits a big old asteroid on you. Yeah, and then everything is dead. Everything dies, but except for not everything. 1%. Though the pussies in the ground. Yeah, those pussies—they're smart. Those pussies survive. Pussies survive. Now that's <laughs> that's, that's the title. The title. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we must pay deference to the true, the true <laughs> king of this this planet. Uh, those who have found balance in their cities, you know, and like a pussy lives for three years max, something like that, yeah. something very short. But they still manage to be very smart. They are mostly brain. Mm-hmm. Like those tentacles have all sorts of brain in them, mm-hmm. and one of them is a dick. <laughs> I've heard. 
You know, so these pussies got huge dicks. Yeah. And uh, they're rocking it. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping it real. And I'm keeping it real. And I'm excited about the future of the world, even if I'm not going to be part of it. Like, look, we've been talking since episode 24 that uh, Scott Cast is going to live beyond humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to, we're probably going to buy one of these Elon Musk robots, upload Scott Cast into it, and, you know, give it some titanium shell, uh, give it the Master Chief Mjolnir armor so it survives <laughs> forever, and uh, let it walk around spreading the good word of Scott Cast to all the pussies who have become <laughs> land-bearing creatures. <laughs> that's just that's just where we're going to be. Like, I learned today that, that that life finds a way, but you already said that. <laughs> God damn it. I guess I, I learned what you learned, man. Yeah. You know, that's why you're, that's why you were pod king before. I mean, that's good that we got the same message. That means that it's, uh, repeatable, reliable, valid. Uh, it's true. The, hi- the hypothesis stands yeah. up to scrutiny. <clears throat> Correct. So, so, uh, next week we will have none other than Bendy Arms coming in and oh, David. Oh shit. So it's, it's going to be a nice full pod. Super pod. I'm, I'm very excited for it. We're recording Saturday. If you have email bags to ask us and uh, some concerns about uh, the, the current trajectory <laughs> of ScottCast, I would love to hear it. Email bag us in, contact us in any way you want. Uh, the best way to do it is the ScottCast.com. It's got a forum right there on the homepage. And uh, let us know your thoughts and we will discuss it in the next episode. But until then, uh, how about you lead us out, the master of Chateau Dixon? Thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as ScottCast. We bid the adieu. See you later, ScottCastigators. Buy shit at DinoPit.com. Also, uh, thescottcast.com forward slash whatever Amazon stuff we did in the past. Uh, all hell, Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. <laughs> nice plug. Plugging. <laughs> Gotta keep it plugging. You know what I'm saying?